You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another hard-fought yet disappointing episode of the Doing the Work post-game show. As tonight, your fifth-seeded Hoosiers, Indiana Hoosiers, came up just short of the second-seed Iowa, losing 67-74. to That now takes Indiana to 22-8 and on the season. Indiana Hoosiers came up just short of the And I am your host, Kathy Amos, here with my co-host, Sean Cron. And today we will break it all down for you on this edition of the Doing the Work post-game show, the new show on the Back Home Network dedicated to covering IU women basketball. So let's start this show the way we start every show, and that's with our banner moment. So for me, I'm going to go to actually um, back late into the fourth quarter, about 6.36 mark, where, you know, we just really were struggling all night and continuing to struggle to really to really get going from three-point line. And we were down at this point um, by six points, and it was really looking like there was – you could really feel the momentum, I think, um, swinging into Iowa's um, favor. But, you know, as as is, uh, it is with our team, they, they didn't quit, and they kept fighting until the very last second until that buzzer went off. So at the 636 mark, we had another big three, finally, from Nicole Cardona-Hillary to make it 57-60. This was her first three-pointer of the game after um, missing her first three, four three-pointers on the game. And this is my banner moment because I just thought, again, highlighted where you really thought maybe here we were, we were going to clap, scratch and claw and get our way back into this game, and they never really quit. And Nicole, I thought from tip to the, again, that final buzzer was, again, just the example of um, being a pest on defense as well as keeping that great stick to that we've come to expect from this Indiana Hoosiers team. And absolutely. Absolutely. Um, kept fighting and going. And that banner moment for me was when that three went up and she still had the confidence to take it and it went in. So as usual, our banner moment today is brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel. They're now in their fifth season of sponsoring the assembly call. And this is their first as the presenting sponsor for the home back, the back home network. And did you know that among Homefield's large collection of vintage IU apparel, is a shirt commemorating one of the most successful seasons in Indiana women basketball history. It's true. So when you go to the IQ collection, you'll find a t-shirt commemorating that 1983 season when Indiana won the Big Ten and made their first NCAA appearance. And given what we're doing now and seeing for our women, you know, taking three games and almost a fourth game in a row to win that Big Ten title today, um, it might be time for you to go out and look at a new t-shirt. So if you support other teams, though, as well as Indiana or have people in your life, too, that do, you can probably find something from them as well. Their product line now extends to well over 120 different schools with unique and vintage logos for all of them. So no matter what you buy, you know it will be a comfortable and the colors will be lasting through many washings. Plus, you're supporting an Indiana-based company that came through Kelly. So what could be better than that? So go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code HOME, that's H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your first order. Wear one for the team. Okay, now it's time to move the ball, find the open player, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. And with that, I'll kick it to you, Sean, for your summation. What do you have for us today? Yeah, I thought uh, tonight's game, uh, it, was, uh, it was a very physical game. Uh, we knew that it, it would be, um, you know, with the, uh, you know, having lost the, first two games to Iowa earlier this season. 
Uh, I mean, aver uh, Iowa averages almost 85 points a game coming into this game and, uh, you know, seven and a half, three pointers uh, per game. Um, they're a very physical team, like I had said. And with, with Clark and Sonano in, in the middle, you know, we, we knew that we, we had to, um, we had to stop them. And, and unfortunately we just couldn't do that tonight. Um, but, but overall, I mean, you know, at the same point, our girls were trying to do something that no other big team has ever done before, which was try to win four, four games in four days of the big 10 tournament. And it, it, it's never been done, done before. And, uh, I got, I got to hand it to them. You know, they, they fought, they scratched, uh, they just, they just came up short. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely nothing to hang our head on. That is for sure. I hope that um, our women walked very tall and proud into that locker room because they gave everything they could and left it all on that floor. So absolutely. As we continue our breakdown of Indiana's loss over Iowa, uh, loss from Iowa today, we will point out today's meaningful moments you might have missed. Then we will go inside the numbers to highlight the most imp important statistical notes from the game. You are listening to the post game work, doing the work post game show. <laughs> I am Kathy Amos here with my co-host Sean Cron, and we are breaking down Indiana's loss from Iowa today. And now it's time for meaningful moments that you might have missed. So, Sean, why don't you get us started on this one? What kind of moments would you like to talk through today? Uh, we start with the first quarter. Is that, sure. Um, yeah. Wherever so, you want. We can um, do that. First quarter, um, you know, I thought right away, you know, at the 908 mark, uh, Nikki came out and and uh, uh, ran the back door and was uh, able to make a layup. And then uh, shortly thereafter, at the 852 mark, she was able to back down her defender and, and go for a, a you know, put up another layup and it just showed me that, uh, you know, how they were going to attack this, uh, Iowa defense. They were, they were going to try to try to go at them and try to force it in the, in the middle. And, uh, uh, I thought it was a good start, um, to the game for IU. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. So, so this, this game to me, I thought was a game for sure of runs between the two teams and IU went on a six Oh run after um, falling seven to, down seven to four. Um, and then we went on that eight, a 6-0 run, scored again. It turned into an 8-0 run, um, and it finally ended with Sonano, which will become a theme of this game, getting the ball down low, scoring, and getting fouled um, on the other end. So we did make a nice run um, in the middle of that quarter, but then Iowa came back and made a 9-0 run late into that quarter, um, and IU didn't score again for over three minutes until Grace hit that jumper with 16 minutes, excuse me, 16 seconds left in that first quarter. And we would be down only two because of that. So again, just, I thought it kind of felt like that the whole game where we would, we'd go on a, a run where we'd score in some bunches and then Iowa would go on and we'd go into a scoring drought and we just couldn't ever quite string enough of the, the stops on one end with scores on the other end to, to really um, give us a, a good chance at the end. Um, I don't have anything else in the first quarter, but what about you? Yeah, I think uh, you had touched on the uh, points I wanted to make too. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're going to see that theme throughout the the game tonight, as far as the the, the scoring droughts for IU, and and you just can't have that in a, a big championship game like this against a a powerful uh, team like Iowa. Yeah, and, and and you know Iowa is just everyone knows they have Caitlin Clark and 
and Monica Sonano, who are just quite the, the powerful duo in terms of scoring. And, you know, to, to be fair, I think to our, our women, their defense, I think, was much better against Iowa this time than the first two times we played them. And, you know, Iowa averages well over 80 points a game, and we held them to 74. Um, I, I don't think it was necessarily our overall defense that really hurt us in this game. It was our defense not being able to stop Sonano down low. We just really couldn't. I mean, we kept um, Caitlin Clark to respectful 18 points when she's, you know, averages closer to 28. Um, but boy, we just, we couldn't get above that, that 70 point mark, which you really just have to do that against Iowa when they're, they're scoring. But um, so moving on to the, the second quarter, um, again, I thought we continued to see the theme of the Nikki Gray show, <laughs> which yeah. I thought was the theme of the whole whole game, really, in terms of where our offensive production came from. So at the 738 mark, I thought there was a really fantastic pass from Nikki to go into Grace in the lane, in lane, excuse me, and then Grace was able to turn around and put up a nice jumper um, uh, for a two-point basket there. And again, it just felt like we were really starting to get some momentum there in that second quarter. Um, but then, uh, you know, again, just Iowa would go go on another another run there and we'd go on another scoring droughts. But what kind of moments do you have written down for the second quarter? Yeah, I think uh, that uh, the first half of the second quarter up until that media timeout, uh, I think IU was, uh, they, were, they were in it. And, uh, you know, they were in it for most of this quarter. But, um, you know, you had touched on the uh, the pass to, to Grace down low, and then shortly after that, Grace hit a jumper from the outside, uh, and then Nikki uh, ended up driving uh, down the uh, for a layup uh, at uh, 6:45, and and at that point, you could tell that the pace was starting to get faster and faster. Mm -hmm. Iowa was trying to uh, trying to run, and and that's just not um, Indiana's game. You know, they, they they wanted to slow the pace down, and they just. Uh, um, couldn't do that uh, very well in that in that quarter, um, but then at the 417 mark, uh, Caitlin Clark got her uh, second foul, and I thought that was important because I was you know let's see how this plays out. And, um, and at that point, it was uh, Iowa was leading us 27 to 26. Yeah, I would agree with all of that. So um, we just yeah again just really struggled. At one point, we were 0 of 10 from the floor. So we were just really struggling to find the, the bottom of that basket. But, you know, after that, after going 0 of 10 with the 42nd mark, we all of a sudden get a giant three from Alexa. We're now down 31 to 35. And that was followed up at the 17 second mark with uh, Grace getting it for another two pointer. So we went after a six minute drought this time right. scoring on a five. Um, oh, scoring run to make it 33-35 at the half. And we actually scored Iowa even in that second quarter. Um, so we went down two in that first quarter, played them even in the second, um, and we're down two at the half. Um, anything else in the first or second quarter? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you had mentioned the drought. I mean, you know, we had a three-minute drought in the first quarter. We had a six-minute drought in the second quarter. That's that's nine minutes out of the 20 yeah. minutes, you know, in the, in the first half. So, I mean, it's – it, it's tough to uh, beat a team like Iowa when you're not, when you're not able to score. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the other thing I wanted to point out was, you know, it, like you had pointed before, it was, it was the Nikki and uh, Grace show in that first half. They scored 24 of our 33 points in that first half. Uh, and on the other side of the ball, it was uh, the Clark and Sonano uh, show. They show, they scored 26 <laughs> of 35 points. So I mean, it was, it was like a, a two on two matchup, you know, right. and it was just uh uh, we needed to get the uh, other girls involved, and, and and they would in the second half. But uh, um, unfortunately, we just couldn't rely on uh, just Nikki and Grace to get the job done today. 
yeah, I, I would agree with that. So, all right, cool. Well, let's move on to the second half then. So starting off in the third quarter, again, we come out um, right away. And then Grace, I just had that she had just a really beautiful behind the back pass to find Allie wide open on the baseline who was able to drive it and um, get the first field goal of that. And then it was followed up very quickly on the other ends by a block by Mac on Sonano. And I thought, oh, this is great. Right, we're, we're finding maybe a way to, to start slowing Sonano down um, and maybe get Allie more involved on the offensive end. But again, it just seemed to be a little bit of fool's gold um, at the beginning of that third quarter for us because we just couldn't sustain that kind of production again on both ends in a consistent kind of manner. Um, so what do you have there for, for us on the third quarter? Yeah, and I think uh, shortly after that at the 804 mark, uh, you know, Mac hit a, hit a three, you know, mm -hmm. and so, and at, I think at that, was it at that point, I think, uh, the only two three pointers we had made were uh, by Alexa and and Mac, you know, and by so, Nikki, yeah, yeah, or, or was yeah. it Nick, Nikki, and Mac? And, and so, but yeah, I mean, we had only made two, two three pointers at, at that point. Um, and then uh, Grace came down and hit a baseline jumper shortly after, and so I, IU was going on a 12 0 run at that yeah. point at the seven oh eight mark, uh, and we were up forty to thirty five at uh, at that point. Yeah, so that 12-0 run was started with the 5-0 run at the end of the second quarter and then continued on with to start the third quarter with a nice 7-0 run to, to get us started. Um, I believe after that, um, Iowa then went on another run of their own and took back the lead, and we were able, never able to regain it after that. So around about that five-minute mark or so, six-minute mark, I think, um, yeah, so at the first media timeout, we were up 44-43, to and I, that was the last lead we would have for the game. Um, so continuing on in the, the that third quarter, you know, we had Grace at the six-minute mark as well and got her third foul, and I think that really came into play in this game with the fouls on Grace. Um, you know, I think we know she ended up fouling out, but I think where it really hurt us then is when she got her fourth foul moving into the fourth quarter, and, you know, she was playing defense on Martin, and at that point, Martin hadn't scored a whole lot, and she wasn't much of a threat, but you could really tell, and, you know, Hat, tip of the hat to Iowa. They, they, you know, their coach has been around for a long time. She's an excellent coach and they executed. And I am sure that the coach, um, Lisa Bluter, um, told them, Hey, look, Grace has got her fourth foul. We need to go right at her. And Martin ended up with 14 points for Iowa. And you could really see then going into that fourth quarter in particular, um, that their their Iowa's offense was now going to be Martin driving on Grace or getting the ball in, into Sonata, which getting into the ball into Sonata was the theme of, of the day for them for sure. Um, but before we move completely into the fourth quarter, did you have anything else from the third? Uh, the other thing I had in the third was that, uh, you know, at in the third at the 355 mark, uh, Caitlin Clark got called for an offensive foul, and that was her third foul. And, you know, I've, I've seen a couple of uh, people – you know, comments in the uh, uh, in the chat, you know, saying that, you know, asking if uh, Caitlin Clark's kind of becoming the bad girl of basketball, you know, and uh, I, I think it's just the way that she plays. I mean, she uses her arms a lot to try to create space. And, uh, you know, she caught uh, that last time, you know, she caught uh, Nikki there um, and uh, got called for it. And uh, um, unfortunately, I, I was kind of hoping at that point that she would uh, end up following out, but uh, she just never seems to. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> uh, and you gotta again. As much as I may not like to say it, you gotta again take your hat off to Caitlin Clark as well. I mean, Caitlin Clark, she ended up playing through all of her foul trouble. She played 39 minutes of the 40. So even though you know it was great every time we'd see a foul get called on Caitlin, it's like, oh, okay, maybe this will get a chance for her to sit. They didn't sit her. Um, no. She she sat just a few times here and there, and in terms of gameplay. 
Uh, she only sat for a minute. So, you know, again, uh, there were some, I think, really great defensive moments, too, from the team. So one I wrote down was at the very, very end, we ended up forcing a shot clock violation with um, about two seconds left to go. It was actually a Clark air ball, um, which was great. And if you look at Clark's um, uh, scoring today, again, 18 points is nothing to, to laugh at or sneeze at, which is fantastic. But again, it's all relative. Kaylin Clark normally scores around 28 to 30 points. She's usually fantastic from three-point land, and we held her to one of seven shooting for threes. You know, most yeah. of her, um, in fact, uh, yeah, most of hers were coming driving or getting to the line. She just wasn't there, and I think, again, that was just a <laughs> – it was a great testament to the defense between um, both Nikki and that Allie was playing on, yeah. on her for uh, quite a bit of the, of the game. Yeah, so um, anything else, though, in, again, I did write down in that third quarter, we had yet another scoring drought. We had a Lexi ended one at 404 um, with a, we had an over two minute drought that we um, uh, had right there in that yeah. middle of that yep. quarter again. So again, it was the theme of the day for us where we just really, you can't go on these kind of long scoring droughts against a team as prolifically scoring as, as Iowa, but Anything else, third quarter? Yeah, I think the other thing I wanted to point out is that in, in that third corner uh, quarter, we were shooting 35.3%, and Iowa shot 46.7%. So they were, they were just knocking down shots, and, and we we weren't, and, and that was a theme for the day. But um, as far as rebounds, I mean, we, we tied them in rebounds. I mean, it was mm -hmm. an even even game in that quarter, so yeah. or even match. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so leading into the fourth quarter, um, I, I did was the only, I guess, if I'm going to find anything to, to pick on with Grace today from her play, she did have, you know, she ended up fouling out, but at the 917 mark, you could see she was visibly frustrated on one end, not getting a call from the referees as she had driven down. Um, we won't talk about refereeing today. I think that it probably gets overlooked on the women's side. That's not, we always talk about how terrible it is on the men's side, but I, I would say it's probably equally as bad on the women's side and they just they're very inconsistent and so you could yeah. see grace get frustrated with that on one end she came down and i thought you know i got kind of uh, they drove the ball on her and she just really fouled the gal that was going up for a shot there and ended up getting her fourth foul and that was really in in my opinion i thought really turned the tide because you know going into that quarter we were only down three and again now that gave iowa another weapon with martin being able to to really go at grace and it I thought it really turned the tide of the game for us eventually. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think uh, the big thing with this, the theme with this quarter is that, you know, we just, we just kept trading baskets. We, we couldn't get, uh, couldn't get stops and couldn't get, uh, you know, couldn't score to go take the lead. And, um, you know, we just couldn't make up that ground and, and Sonano was just, just too tough. Yeah, yeah, we just really had no answer for Sonano down low there. Um, you know, there was a couple of really great blocks from, um, excuse me, from Mac, um, that she had, and, you know, she did the best that she could with her, but, you know, it, it's hard to, to say because just Iowa, again, has so many weapons offensively. You can't right. necessarily help Mac by coming down and double because as soon as you double Sonano, she's actually a really good passer and she's going to yeah. find whoever you left to double to, to get the ball to her. And we saw that a couple of times where we did try to go and double her, and, you know, it, you just couldn't do that. Um, the other times that, you know, we really saw Sonano get the ball is where Mac would leave her to go help. 
And at some point, I think I said to you, you know, yeah. at what point, I think this was in the first half still, you got to halftime tell maybe Mac and say, you can't help. Like, because yeah. <laughs> as soon as you do, Sonano's wide open and they were finding her all the time. And I think you could really see that from the assists. Iowa ended up with 21 assists on their 29 main field goals today. So they, they really know how to find that open player and they just have so many um, weapons in there. Yeah, and Sonano, I mean, uh, not all of her shots were, you know, under the basket either. I mean, she was hitting some uh, outside jumpers too, you know, yeah. and to your point as far as, you know, when Mac would go help somebody and she was wide open there. So, um, yeah, she was just killing us from all over the place. Yeah, so um, the third, the, the fourth quarter then, quarter then, I think, really became, you know, the Martin and Sonano show at this yeah. point. Um, they were really going after Grace and going after Sonano, which we've already talked about, and they really started to open up that lead. Then we had to start fouling at the end, um, and, you know, we just really couldn't quite get over the hump and, and really get back uh, enough, get enough defensive stops strung together uh, and enough offensive um, uh, baskets on the other end to get going and Iowa would outscore us by four in that fourth quarter and of course then end up winning the game by seven but any other moments that jump out to you that you want to talk about yeah I just think you know overall in that fourth quarter you know when, when we got down I mean we knew we we're going to be in trouble you know, at the end of the game when we had to start fouling because Iowa is the the best free throw shooting team in the nation and so yeah. it's it just we're in a bad spot. Yeah, we're, we're in a bad spot at that point. So it, it's hard to come back from a team that is going to, you know, knock their free throws down like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, well, with that, I think it's time to go inside the numbers. Um, let's start maybe with some uh, team stats, Sean. So what do you want to talk about first? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'll just start with the uh, field goal shooting, uh, you know, for IU. I mean, uh, it wasn't our – it definitely wasn't our best game uh, during this tournament. Well, we only shot 38% from the field, 26 of 69, uh, whereas Iowa shot 50%, 29 of 58. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, the interesting thing with the field goals, though, was the three-point shooting, which I, I touched on. Um, you know, we ended up going two of ten, and but Iowa, at least, you know, I guess it could have been a lot worse, but it could have gone two of fourteen. So it wasn't outside shooting where um, Iowa was killing us today. It was points in the paint. So I'll go yeah. there next. Um, you know, in the first half they outscored us fourteen to sixteen, so we're about even. But boy, that second half they really opened it up. And ended up outscoring us 26 to 36, so a 10-point advantage in the paint. And I think that was in part where we really um, started started seeing it. That yeah, you know, again, this was our fourth game in four days, um, and that was on top of coming off of a very um, ambitious, I guess, yeah. <laughs> schedule for the last 14 days of the, the regular season as well. So there has been a lot of basketball game played by our team. And so to, you know, end up only shooting two of 10 from threes, it wasn't really surprising. You know, they had some tired legs and um, still where you didn't see their tiredness show up again, I think was really in our defense. But what other kind of stats do you have? Yeah, I think the other thing I wanted to look at, it was the, uh, the assists. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we had 14 assists to their 21. And, uh, you know, 14 assists on uh, 26 made, uh, you know, field goals um, just wasn't, uh, you know, it hasn't been as efficient as we uh, we have been the, this, this weekend, you know, the rest of the games, uh, the previous three games. And, uh, um, you know, and part of that has to do with, I think, our game plan, because mm -hmm. in that first quarter we were we were driving to the bucket. So we weren't getting many assists. We were driving to the bucket. And then I think uh, um Iowa switched it up on us and went to that zone. And I think that kind of started to create some problems for us. And we weren't, um, we weren't as, uh, 
you know, smooth with the basketball, with it, as crisp with our uh, uh, passes. And so we were having troubles um, getting our good shots. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I agree with that, but the, the, that was the interesting thing. As long as Iowa was playing man-to-man defense on us, we were trying to drive the ball. Yeah. And of course, when you're driving the ball, you're probably not going to get as many um, assists in that manner. So it probably fit with the storyline of what the it, at least appeared to be our game plan. Um, I thought where we really were more struggling was against the zone. You know, Iowa ended up playing quite a bit of zone again. Um, against us and I think just again when you can't shoot um, and you're no longer driving and attacking that zone it's just going to be really hard to score so again our defense held us in this game it wasn't the defense that that kind of held us up so um, I think the other stat we've been talking about a lot especially after the first two games in the tournaments where we had 16 and 18 turnovers in those two first games as turnovers. So we ended up with only 10 turnovers um, in forced 11 Iowa. So not a whole lot of turnovers that we forced against Iowa, which in our earlier games in the regular season, we actually fought, or excuse me, forced a lot more turnovers right. for Iowa. Um, and so the points off a of turnover was actually in their favor. So we had only 11 points versus 19 for them. So that's the kind of a lopsided um, statistic I didn't expect to see from us in this game, just because of what we had seen earlier in the year. But what kind of other stats do you have? Uh, the, the rebounds, uh, like we had yeah. said earlier, the, you know, the, the, you know, we, you know, we, out-rebounded them tonight, you know, 36 to 34. So, I mean, uh, girls were being aggressive. They're, they're on the boards and, uh, you know, they're, they're fighting tonight, but, uh, uh, yeah, 36 to 34 total. Uh, we had uh, 14 offensive rebounds to mm-hmm. their six. Yeah. So, uh, we did a, we, you know, we did a good job on the boards. Uh, we just, uh, you know, we weren't making shots. Yeah. We did at least win the second chance points. Um, 14, or excuse me, 12 to six. <laughs> However, you know, and Iowa's defense with their offensive rebounds when you're shooting 50% from yeah. the field and getting the, the, you know, easier looks at the basket than what we were getting. Um, there's just not as many chances for the offensive um, rebounds there. That is probably part of why it was. Um, kind of lopsided in our favor there. So I do want to read this quote from Denny Brown before we leave our team statistics and talking about the defense. So yeah, Mac did look like the little dog from the Grinch who was trying to pull that sleigh. She just really had her hands full tonight again yeah. with Sonano. And, um, you know, and, and I have to say, I was a really good team and I, I completely think that they're going to make some noise in the NCAA tournament. So again, hope everyone's, you know, we can be disappointed that we didn't win. I wanted this for our women so badly as did all of us listening and watching and really trying to cheer them on if we weren't there in person and cheer them on from afar, wherever you're at. Um, But nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, gosh, you know, a, a, the four game run here and get to this championship game was just is a fantastic accomplishment. So um, let's continue on to the individual side of the stat, Sean. How how about you go first? All right. Yeah. Uh, let's start with. Uh, let's see here. Let's start with Nikki tonight. Yeah. Um, Nikki ended up having 19 points on seven of 20, uh, you know, from the field. So it wasn't wasn't a particularly good shooting night. Um, it was 208 from uh, uh, three pointers, but uh, she also had seven boards. Uh, you know, she she helped lead the team in that category. There was three people tied for that. Uh, she had three assists, uh, only two turnovers, two blocks, and four steals. So mm-hmm. um, she, I, I think, you know, she started off really well. Um, you know, when Iowa Iowa was in their man defense, and she started off and she was driving to the basket. She was getting 
she was scoring. Um, and then I think she just cooled off once they once they went went to that zone. I think she cooled off a little bit on her shooting. But uh, otherwise, I mean, she's her normal self, you know, as far as the defense. I mean, she's uh, pesky on defense. Uh, had four steals tonight, um, and you know, seven seven boards. I mean, it, it just amazes me how the the shortest person on the on the court can lead the team in uh, in rebounds. Yeah, and as Justin pointed out, and one elbow to the nose. And one um, elbow to the nose. <laughs> she yeah. also, but again, Nikki is Nikki, and she had four steals, and she played 39 minutes. So again, you know, yesterday right. they played significant amount of minutes. They had, she had also played Thursday and Friday, and then coming in and playing 39 minutes and having that kind of tenacity on defense is just incredible, in my opinion. I, I'm just so impressed every time I watch her play defense. Um, again, holding Clayton Clark between her and Allie Patberg, I right. think they really just did a fantastic job really pestering Caitlin Clark, and you could really tell that, that Clark was super visibly frustrated. So an interesting thing with Nikki is there's a person on Twitter, Matt Cohen, who's a reporter um, he evidently interviewed some of the guards around the Big Ten specifically asking them about how it is being guarded by Nikki and so that should be coming out in a few days and so I'm kind of looking forward to see what kind of comments they had but um, he, he definitely alluded to and I'm sure we've can um, probably guess that no they don't consider it much fun to be guarded by Nikki so <laughs> um, I'm kind of looking forward to that so I think that's really cool um, so yeah I enjoyed Nikki's game she had 12 points in the first half um, and it ended up with 19 for the game um, so continuing on with our individuals I'll, I'll cover Grace Berger because I think she's again the other side of our our dynamic duo that we had offensively I think in particular so Grace ended up with 20 points um, she was 0-2 from three-point land but you know that's not her game right you know we, we know Grace for her pull-up jumper the interesting thing and again I, I'll just leave let it sit here as much as Grace drove and got into the zone a lot she had never got to the line yeah so um, for whatever reason, it, she just wasn't getting the calls today. So um, she ended up fouling out, um, uh, you know, I, I would say of the, the five fouls, only one was one where I thought it was just maybe a silly foul on her part. And all the other ones really came either, you know, some of them was just like a small hip check that they called on her. It was just a tough, tough game in terms of foul calling. You never knew what they were going to call. So Grace ended up playing 37 minutes for us and um, still had, she also had seven rebounds to go along with Nikki. And of course, Mac ended up with the other person at seven rebounds. So yeah, just really hitting the, the glass hard, you know, which we had to do with, um, you yeah. know, our offensive <laughs> woes today. So um, any, what, who do you want to talk about next? Yeah, I want to talk about Mac. Uh, since yeah. you, you had touched on her, uh, her rebounds, um, she did have seven rebounds. She, she had 11 points. She was three for four uh, from the field, one of one from three-point range, four of five from the free throw line. Um, the, the seven rebounds um, had uh, and two block shots and one steal. So, um, you, you know, overall, she she had a good game, especially you know going up against Sonano all night. I mean, she played 29 minutes, um, yeah. and so uh, as as somebody had mentioned, you know, you know to carry that load tonight. I mean, that she looked dog tired. I, I mean, it was yeah. you know um, it, it was very physical uh, game for her, and uh, Sonano was. Uh, I mean, she's she's tough. I mean, I, I would hate to go up against her. I mean, she's uh, she can back you down and uh, she can wear you out. So I think uh, Mackenzie had a had a good night overall. Yep, I agree. Um, so, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so moving on um, to 
um, the next next thing here we got is the next player. So we talked about McKinsey, we've talked about um, Nikki, and we have talked about Grace. So our other player to get into double digits was Alexa Goulbe. She ended up with 11 points, but that was, again, just – Again, with the theme, three of 10 shooting, um, one of two, but she did make all of her, her free throws, and she was right there in rebounds as well with six rebounds. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good um, pretty good uh, game from, from Alexa. You know, she, she was trying to help as well on Sonano when we didn't have McKenzie in there. Um, again, it's just such a tough matchup, especially for Lexi. She's just given up a lot of lot of size there on her part. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good game from her. Again, just like everyone else, she also had, you know, kind of tough, tough go of it shooting tonight. Um, do you want to cover Allie? Yeah, I'll, I'll take Allie. Uh, you know, Allie didn't have her uh, best shooting night uh, tonight. Only had six points on three of 12 shooting. Uh, but she did have uh, four rebounds, five assists, and, and only one turnover tonight. And uh, as you had mentioned earlier, you know, going, you know, she went up uh, against Caitlin Clark quite a bit tonight, uh, defended her, um, you know, she played 37 minutes and, you know, she was just running all over the floor. You could tell, I mean, looking at her face, I mean, she, it, it's clear to see, you know, she was tired, um, but, uh, you know, I think all the girls were, were tired there at the end. But uh, um, like I said, I mean, she didn't have her best shooting night, but I think it's the uh, other qualities that, you know, she brings to the games, you know, as far as the her, her leadership and her aggressiveness. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Allie, what we, we really needed probably some more from her offensively tonight. She was 0-5 from three points. Yeah. Um, and it just, again, tired. She looked tired legs. Other than when it was – Probably a combination of having to guard Caitlin Clark, you know, at times when um, we were giving Nikki kind of a break from her on switches and whatnot. Um, but then she played so hard in those other three games and, again, a lot of minutes. So, you know, Allie um, just didn't have it there offensively for us tonight. So, um, so that covers our five starters. But let's talk about the bench today. The bench was just – we got very, very little in contribution from our bench. Um, from an offense standpoint, we got none. They didn't yeah. score at all. Um, this was very unusual for Chloe Moore McNeil, seeing what we've seen from her today. And it just, it didn't seem like the Chloe Moore McNeil we've come to see the last month or so. Um, it, it, she didn't look like she was quite looking for a shot. She ended up only taking two shots today. Um, she didn't seem quite as aggressive when she was getting the ball where, you know, the last couple of games she would really drive it and try to, to try to create something going on. Um, she was uh, ended up with only two rebounds. She ended up playing 19 minutes for us. Um, just wasn't the game from, from Chloe. If we could have, again, pick her, pick Allie, and just get a few more points from either one of them, I think that cha changes yeah. the whole tone of this game. Um, so I was, you know, I was a little disappointed in Chloe today. I, I, again, it just felt like she kind of disappeared on us today, and that's not what we've seen from her. Her confidence just has been so high, yeah. and I just really thought she'd come out and continue with that same streak today. And again, who knows? You know, there's so many things we don't know about what's going on in players' lives and things like that. So we don't know any of that. It just looks today that maybe she was a little tired and, and didn't quite um, live up to the spotlight for us today. Yeah, I think uh, the one thing I wanted to touch on with Chloe is, I mean, she only took two shots today. Uh, I mean, she's a good shooter. Uh, she's proven that. And I, I'd like to see her her uh, jack it up, uh, you know, more than that. And yeah. So, I mean, she she had had some open looks and just, uh, you know, just uh, didn't take them. 
Yeah, so again, um, so the rest of our bench, we had Caitlin Peterson, Grace Wagner, and Keanu Brown all technically got into the game. They were really put into the game there towards the end, just a foul. Um, Ariel, Wis Ariel Wisney did end up playing a little bit for us, three minutes. Um, again, she was coming in to try to give McKenzie a little bit of a, a go, but boy, that there was just no way they could keep her in. She was such a liability on the floor defensively against um, Sonano. I know nobody could really score uh, against, uh, or excuse me, stop Sonano, but boy, she just was that was a matchup that was never going to work and so i think we just really couldn't rely on her to be able to stay and play very long stretches so overall i think our bench really again kind of um disappeared on us again today which was kind of what we had seen earlier in the season so I think there's a whole host of reasons for that. Again, and you know, not faulting them. I right. think that everyone played their hearts out. It wasn't that I didn't think anyone's trying because there is never one player on this team that I look at and I'm like, you know what? They're not even trying. Why are they there? I have never said that nope. about one person on this team, and I never thought that again today. So I think they all put their hearts out there, left them out on the floor, and gave us everything that they could. Um, anything else, though, from a stats perspective? I think you've covered it. Okay, I think we did. All right, so you're listening to the Doing the Work IU Post Game Show. Catch us live following most I, following IU women's basketball games, and you can find us at our website, assemblycall.com. Um, you can also uh, sign up for our free IU Hoops newsletter at join.assemblycall.com. So I'm Kathy Amos. I'm here with my co-host, Sean Cron, and we are breaking down Indiana's loss from Iowa today in the championship game of the Big Ten tournament. So I just I want to just reiterate, we got to the championship game in the Big Ten tournament, and there's, again, nothing to hold our head on, even though we ended up kind of on the short side today. So, um, But, Sean, it is time, as always, for our game balls. And and I will, uh, I will let you go first. Who do you have for your game ball today? Um, I'm going to go with Grace tonight. Uh, she ended up with uh, 20 points on 10 of 21 from sh uh, shooting, uh, seven rebounds, which tied uh, for the lead, uh, four assists, and uh, one block. Um, so one block and one steal. So she did follow out at the end of the game. And like you had said earlier, she didn't get to the free throw line, but, you know, you know, the, the calling wasn't the best tonight. You know, that's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> we'll but, leave it there. <laughs> but uh, but uh, overall, I thought uh, she really did a good good job and uh, trying, you know, finding her shots and uh, finding shots for the rest of the team. Yeah, you know, Sean, I, Sean, I, I agree with you, actually. Um, so I had Grace written down for my game ball as well. Um, I had a tough time deciding between her and probably we'll talk about it with our Hoosier Hustle Award between yeah. her and Nikki. Um, and so I can see either way with that. You could almost go the other way and say Nikki, maybe because of her defense on Caitlin Clark. Um, right. But I thought Grace, until she got that fourth foul, was actually doing pretty good on defense as well. She just wasn't, you know, scoring, or excuse me, she wasn't guarding the person that everyone was probably watching, which was either Caitlin Clark or Sonano's. But I thought her her defense actually was actually spot on, other than the the fouls that she ended up getting called for. So I'm going to agree with you and give uh, my game ball as well to to grace with a very close you know seconds for for nikki here but um that does give grace her eighth game ball um and then we have four each for mac nicole um for nikki Allie, and and two for alexa so now it is time for our hoosier hustle award this is sponsored by our friends over at evansville security services 
Evansville Security Services provides off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals throughout Indiana. Remember, prevention cannot be measured, so let Evansville Security Services prevent you, help you prevent a bad outcome today. Go to EvansvilleSecurityServices.com to learn more. So, Sean, with that, maybe I, uh, you know, maybe gave a little preview into who my uh, Hoosier Hustle Award is. So I'm just going to go ahead and let you all know I'm voting for Nikki as my Hoosier Hustle Award. So um, I think we've talked about her quite a bit already today. So hopefully that makes a lot of sense as to why I'm voting for her. But who do you have? Uh, I'm I'm going to second that. You know, it's hard, it's hard to uh, deny uh, Nikki of the, the Hustle Award yeah. tonight. I mean, she... <laughs> She was all over the court, court from the very beginning, like like usual. Played 39 minutes, uh, going up against Caitlin Clark, uh, and uh, you know I think overall she had a you know it was wasn't the best shooting night, um, but overall I mean she had a really excellent game. Yeah, I I agree. So that makes the fifth Hoosier Hustle Award for Nikki this year. Um, ties her with Grace Berger for fifth, but Chloe actually leads the way with sixth. And then we have Mac, Keandra, Alexa, Grace Wagner, Caitlin, and Allie all with one each. So Sean, is there anything we have not talked about in this game that you want to touch on before we kind of start talking about what's coming up for the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, the same that we had mentioned earlier. I mean, uh, we, we held Caitlin Clark to 18 points tonight, um, but once again, it was it was Sonano in the middle um, that, that got us. You know, she ended up with 30 points. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, I, I would say our, our girls um, this weekend, you know, they they played fantastic. And uh, once again, you, you look at the three point shooting. Um, we held uh, Iowa to was it uh, two, two, of of, ten. two of 10 tonight? No, that was us. Sorry. Um, um, they were two of 14, two of 14. Yeah. So, um, th this weekend, I mean, it was just, a, you know, we, we stifled the uh, other, uh, opponents, you know, as far as the three point shooting, I mean, uh, they couldn't get a, couldn't get a shot off. They couldn't, uh, couldn't make anything. And I think that, uh, speaks <laughs> volumes about the, uh, the heart of our team. And, uh, um, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be, uh, you know, a team to be uh, reckoned with in the uh, in the tournament. Yeah, I think both of these teams. Um, I think both of these teams yeah. can really go far. Of course, we know how that is with the, the tournament. It's a one and done. It's a matchup kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, my, my lingering storyline for this game is, you know, just thanks to the women for this tournament. It was just such a joy to watch them yeah. for four days in a row. Um, thank you, too, for pinch hitting here for, for Jeff coming in off of the bench and doing the show with me. I know uh, uh, I appreciate I really appreciate it. I want everyone to know that I appreciate it. So um, Denny wants to know if we think the officiating was worthy of the game. Oh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I thought they were just grossly in consistent. Yeah. Now, I think there were fouls that they missed. I think there were fouls that they called that they shouldn't have called, but I thought they were um, consistently bad on both ends of the floor. I, I do. It felt like maybe you would think that it went one way or the other between it, but there was 12 fouls called on Iowa and 16 on us, which, you know, again, would um, <laughs> that just seems like crazy it it's the free throw shootings too though you know we were about 17 for uh, iowa and 13 for this it just i don't know it just seemed like they were all over the board something would be a foul and then all of a sudden it wasn't a foul then something that you would think you know like one on grace where she slid over in front of somebody and they called uh 
called grace for a foul in you know you'd see that some other five million times and all of a sudden it was a foul so um i i don't think the officiating swung the game either way i'll leave it at that um i thought it was not good uh Quang wants to know where the hoodie came from that is a home field apparel hoodie so yes <laughs> we don't just read the ads and uh, uh have them be a sponsor of the back home network but we actually live it too my t-shirt underneath is also home field so <laughs> uh we do uh, yes and Quang, i agree with you the ncaa teams that will come will not know us nearly as well as iowa Right. Um, I mean, but that goes both ways. We won't know them as well as, uh, uh, you know, we knew Iowa as well. <laughs> and so um, I think that uh, they are going to be both fun to watch and, and, you know, cheer for when we get to that. So, okay. So let's, that's a probably good segue to lead into our preview of our upcoming shows and opponents. Um, we don't know either one of them, upcoming show or opponents. Um, we will be, we will have a post-game show, whoever our first opponent is in that NCAA tournament is. Um, first round games open up either March 18th or 19th um, for us. I think I feel pretty comfortable saying this. We should have a at least a a four or a three seed, which means we will be hosting. So again, for anybody listening um, that lives anywhere near the Bloomington area, please get out to Assembly Call if you're able to and really um, support our women here in postseason. I, I, I think they have the pieces that can go far. You know, if we can keep from having a game like today where we have these long scoring droughts again, um, I really think they can make a lot of noise in this tournament. So let's go support them. Um, one thing to note, um, we are going to be having, again, if you haven't joined our um, our private community that we have through assembly call i would encourage you to go out to assemblycall.com and and join because we do things outside of just having conversation back and forth around basketball other iu sports we do actually have virtual happy hours that we host from time to time so i will be hosting a virtual happy hour a week from today on sunday the 13th um, that will be our eight eastern seven central and why is that because we are um, going to be following espn as they reveal the women's brackets so they are doing it a little differently this year so they'll have the men reveal sunday afternoon and then right after that we will have a um esp or excuse me they will have the the women's so not on monday anymore but it is on sunday this year so also, remember to check out our friends at Homefield Apparel and use our code HOME, H-O-M-E, at checkout to get 15% off your first order. Um, so, okay, Sean, for us, let's let's uh, wrap it up in the last call. What do you have on your brain that you want to leave a, leave a note for us here? I, I just want to say how proud I am of these ladies. Um, they, uh, they fought this, this whole weekend. Um, and, uh, you know, although they came up short in the championship game, uh, I mean, once again, it was something that nobody, uh, nobody has ever done before winning, winning four games in four days. And, uh, it was against a very, uh, very good Iowa team. And, uh, these girls have nothing to hang their heads about. Um, I just, uh, I'm excited to see them, uh, play in the uh, tournament and, uh, look forward to more, more good basketball. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, they they look to me like the team we saw before Max injury and before our COVID pause and all of that that happened to the team in the you know middle of our Big Ten season. I feel like they're they're peaking again now at the right time. 
The other thing that's great, right, is that they won't play again until around the 18th or the 19th. So they have lots of time to to rest, to recuperate, um, to really come off of this four games in a row and see how they can really get back together and get some practices in and continue gelling as a team. So I think that will do it for today. And if you want to see us do the show live or be part and be part of our live chat, you could subscribe to our channel on YouTube at youtube.com slash assembly call. And don't forget to go to joinassembly.assemblycall.com to join our free email newsletter. Thanks to John Ringer of Riggs Design for designing our logo. And thank you all for listening and those in the chat. Um, we'll be back to talk IU hoops again during the NCAA tournament. So until then, keep your elbows in, your eyes on the rim, and let's go Hoosiers. So, yay. Good job, ladies. I'm just so proud of them. So, yeah. um, Denny Brown wants to know, if <laughs> IU isn't playing Iowa, are we I Iowa fans? We live there, so we do, right? So I think you're going to get two different answers from it. Um, I grew up in Indiana and I am an Indiana transplant into Iowa. Um, I do not cheer for Iowa unless it's going to benefit the Hoosiers. Um, <laughs> that is about the only time or if they're playing Purdue. Um, it depends uh, otherwise on if it's going to help either men or women um, on our standings in the, the tournament, the standings in the Big Ten or whatever. So I think Sean though probably has a different answer. Yeah, uh, I grew up in Iowa, and uh, I grew up a Hawkeye fan. Um, I didn't really start. I, I didn't start cheering on uh, Indiana until I met uh, until I met Kathy. You know, what, uh, twelve years ago now, almost thirteen. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, but you know, that being said, uh, she's she's kind of converted me because kind of? uh, we. <laughs> We, we've, kind of. we've gone over to wait, Iowa. Wait, 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 wait. Let's see the clothes in your room, yeah, we, in our gone, basement. Yeah. We've gone over to Iowa City for a couple games, and let's just say I'm, I'm not wearing black and gold. So yeah, I'm wearing, I'm representing the Hoosiers. So and and she's right. If you could see the rest of our basement, you would notice that half is Indiana, half is Chicago Cubs. There's no Iowa Hawkeye, you know memorabilia or anything like that in in this basement so. i think you have one thing you have one thing signed um by oh, oh that was that's iowa state oh is it oh yeah. <laughs> never mind then um yeah so also quang uh, whoever is playing kentucky is my third favorite team so my favorite teams indiana whoever's playing purdue and whoever's playing kentucky so um yeah i'm also with you joe i do typically root for big 10 fan of uh, teams when it comes to the tournament although i i, I just can't root for purdue I cannot do it unless I guess somehow it's going to benefit Indiana somehow. I've very rarely found a case where I will ever cheer for them. So, yeah, I don't hold it against Sean either. But, again, this is our basement, so you can see what it looks like. Yeah. And um, most of these, a lot of these things were Sean's ideas. So the candy wall striped um, wall behind us that we painted, that was Sean's idea. We have some other things. So I have considered my 12 years a complete success with Sean, and I have completely converted him. <laughs> One person at a time, right? <laughs> That's all it needs. So. Um, anyway, uh, anything else from the chat mob? I think uh, I, would, I don't know that I would burn any Hawkeye gear. Sean still has some around, so it's okay. A couple. Yeah. <laughs> I don't dislike them that much. I just that I don't cheer for them when when we're when they're we're not playing them. So. All right, kids, uh, thanks very much today for the the lively conversation and the chats from the few people in there. Uh, yeah, it did look like we were getting hacked in there, so I was able to, 
to whatever was going on yeah, there. I, I was trying was. to silence them, but I can only do it for so long. I'll have to see if I can talk to Jared and if there's a way to completely block them for forever. Um, or if this was a one time thing, I don't know. That was weird. So anyway, thanks everyone. Have a great Sunday and a week ahead of you. And again, if you're in our private community, take a look. I think Jared's already set up the virtual happy hour for next Sunday. Um, so come join us there and then we can uh, maybe even get to see your faces and see what you look like and, and meet yeah. virtually at least. So um, take care everyone. I think we'll call it a day. Take care. Have a good night.